Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. Today, we belly up to the bar with a, a friend, a confidant, <laughs> a uh, mentor, we could even say, uh, a brother in arms, um, tattooed arms, uh, a little, you know, a little bit of everything. And today, we're, we're joined by a good friend. Like I said, a good buddy of mine, Brian Merrill of Tattooed in Business. He's gonna we're gonna be talking about these things, but he's coming to us all the way from the wilds of Binghamton, New York. <laughs> Look at that! You didn't know you would get cheers. I didn't. I had no clue that anyone even knew where Binghamton was. <laughs> yeah, no one does. What's What's up, C twenty two Eagle? Uh, I was I checked him. So, have you? Do you know what Twitch is, Brian? I, I'm just starting to learn a little bit about it. Like it's it's worth it to figure it out, uh, and that's something we can talk about. You know, everybody wants to monetize their their stuff. Like they they all yeah. think they're going to be, and that's a big thing we're going to get into with podcasting. If you want to be a podcaster and you want to monetize, this isn't the business for you. This is not. <laughs> this you don't want to be here. Uh, hopefully, folks, I, if you're sending me messages today on on the show. I'll get to see them. I think I fixed our problem that I was having last week that I couldn't see when people were sending me messages through uh, Facebook. So I've got my Facebook up, my personal up on my phone so I can double check to make sure what's happening. But hopefully we're, we're good here and, and we don't have any more of those kind of issues. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about Twitch. Twitch is an interesting animal to me because we're way too old for it. <laughs> But at, the, like but at the same time, it's uh, it's good for us. Keeps us right. young. Keeps us youthful. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna be talking today with with Brian about uh, absolutely C twenty two. He tuned into his stream yesterday. Checked him out. He was playing one. Of, do you did you ever play skater? It wasn't skater die. Tony Hawk skater. Were you ever into video games, Brian? I was until I got divorced. And when we when my son and I uh, moved moved to, he informed me that I was no longer allowed to play video games. So I haven't played video games in seven years oh. now. So yeah, he took he took away my privilege, I guess. Your son took away your privilege my to play video took games. Away my privilege. That's too funny. Yeah. Unless we go to like a Dave and Busters or something. Oh he's playing a combo Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. I, I used to love the Tony Hawk games. We used to play that. Yeah we yeah, we used to play that on the Wii. I Tony Hawk was one of those great games because you knew you were going to do moves that there was no, no you had no business on being able to do in Tony Hawk. Like, let me let me grind a telephone pole <laughs> while like doing fifty flips and then land it and then come back. Just ridiculousness. But uh, so we're gonna get get ready to get into this as always, folks. One of the most important things that we have going on here on the show is sticker and a cause. If you've got a cause out there, you got something that you believe in, something that you're supporting, whether it be another podcast, whether it be a, a local charity, whatever it is that you're into, you reach out to me. You can catch me on our Facebook, the Above the Bar podcast, 
our Instagram, the above the bar podcast. Our email is the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, catch us on Twitter, which is the only one that's goofy, which is at above the bar four. For some reason, they wouldn't let me have the above the bar podcast. It was too long for Twitter. Um, so, oh, oh, God. if you see my light moving, that's because my jackass cat is moving my light. <laughs> like my lights on the ground, and all of a sudden, I'm watching it slide across here because my cat's a jerk. Um, but today we have a sticker from Crazy Aunt Rose. If you can see that, if those of you that are watching us, for those of you that aren't, it's a beautiful uh, sailor. What's what's it? I almost said Sailor Moon. What's the style of tattoo, Sailor uh, Jerry? Uh, it's Americana. Okay, there you go. Style Rose, and it says Crazy Aunt Rose on it. Crazy Aunt Rose is uh, <laughs> Cra- Crazy Aunt Rose is actually the mother of one of our guests a couple of weeks ago, Clay, the drummer, and she has this little alien guy. Do you remember the Intel alien, the Intel spaceman, when, in, from years ago? It's been a while. I don't think I don't. I know. the time I had the Intel. You, you'd see it and you'd be like, "Oh, like the Intel computer chips." Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have the spaceman. Yes. So she's actually got one of those spaceman dolls, oh, and wow. she takes it around and uh, takes pictures in different places with it. So it's like so cool. So she's actually got a Twitter for it and everything. Uh, what? Well, well, the, I can't remember. One of you guys go look it up in, on my Twitter, or not my Twitter, but my Instagram, and uh, we'll put it out there, and we'll we'll support Crazy Aunt Rose and her awesome uh, traveling man thing. I can't remember the name of it. I'm having such a brain fart, <laughs> but none nonetheless. But so we got that, and then the other most important thing is if you're, you know, if your media is, is feeling flabby because you know all those pictures, all those muscle pictures were actually Brian ladies. He took those pictures for me. He was like, he was like, you can't be using no bullshit with me. So he like, took his shirt off and was like flexing all around. It was, it's pretty wild. I mean, I've never, uh, you know, uh, and yes, Cujo, my cat is a professional lighting person. Um, he's holding your boom mic. He's I've actually got one cat does the lighting, the other cat does the boom mic for me. Um, that is their jobs. But yeah. Those were all Brian ladies. That was him uh, with his shirt off flexing. So if you if you need your your media to, to have the same kind of flex and not not a bunch of flab, reach out to Media by Dibs, your connection for all things media, from logos to marketing campaigns to flyers and more. I don't know why I can't breathe today. Making your ideas a reality. Mention the phrase belly up to the bar for 10% off your first order and for a free consultation. So all those things are done. It's now and left I, to the other guy in the room. They were very nice, nicely done, too. I mean, I really got to say, so Dibs, great job on that. You know, look at you, Dibs, out there making things happen. And, and he taught me how to do it, too. And I'm like, no. Like, I'll do one, and I'll be so proud of it. I'll be like, this thing's awesome. This shit <laughs> badass. And then, and then Dibs will be like, oh, it's cute. I'm like, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do you mean it's cute? He's like, it's cute. <laughs> That's another thing before we get too far is uh, let's talk about uh, we have new T-shirts. Also, folks, check out our T Public site. Go on tpublic.com, look up the Above the Bar podcast, and you will find all kinds of new shirts. We have our Samuel L. Jackson as one of the He-Man characters, and it says, Grayskull, mother. Mm. 
gotta get it. I gotta get it. Got that one. <laughs> um, my wife talked me into a couple of them. Did you see the rainbow bright? No, I did not. So we, my wife talked me into the one. It's Punky Brewster, Rainbow Bright, and um, one oh, and a Care Bear. And it says uh, OG Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> and then on the front of it, it's just the three of them. Um, you're an 80s kid, uh, Brian. I know you are. I am. And uh, <laughs> dude, I just watched Netflix, the second part of He Man, the remake. Oh, isn't it amazing? The first one, I was pissed. The second one, I was like, yeah, there we that go. I was so good. Yeah. That shit was so good. Yeah, I wait for Thundercats. Are they doing a Thundercats? I, they tried to bring it back a couple of years ago. Well, I say a couple, probably 10 years ago. You know, but They right. tried to do Thundercats. And I know they did a remake, and it didn't do so well. What's up, Ruth? How are you? Oh, oh God. If it says V-O-T-F-Y-F-Y-I, I think that man, it might be a real person. I don't know. I have to figure that out. I get those sometimes, and what they end up being is like dirty pictures. Yeah. Like, like I don't know what this I'll is. Say, how come you're not clicking on? Yeah, I can't click it. <laughs> it work. Eagle, we can definitely talk about some new ink. My daughter do, does all my ink now. She does tattoos, so she does all mine for me. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it, it's nothing like having somebody in house, but the other side to it is you're like, can you can you do? Nah, I'm I'm busy. Yeah, I got, no, I take my paying customers first. Dad. Yeah, I got. I pay for these tattoos. <laughs> I wish it was like non-paying. Then I could at least justify it. It's like no, I I got to pay for this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got. That one, uh, there's the leg day picture, which is all the barbarian, like some barbarians from 80s cartoons. If you go back and look at those guys, they all had pencil thin legs. So it says, uh, leg, how important is leg day? Did that one. <laughs> we did the brown jug band one. You got to go look at that one, ladies, and you can figure that one out. Um, it's great. I'm having fun with it now. Uh, and yes, you did. Did you told me earlier my, my art was cute. It may hurt my feelings. Uh, so let's get into it. So let's start with this. So Brian has, has now he's onto his second podcast. He's baller, two different podcasts. He can juggle. He's, <laughs> he's got, he's got uh what's the, the beer one is uh, it's beer drop club. Um, and it's actually right now it's only, the only way you can hear it is listen to 100.5. The drive has a website that you can go to, uh, cause I have a deal with them. So they're the ones who air it. Okay. So it's strictly on their, on their platform. It is. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, it is for now. I, uh, one of my real good friends, I used to work in radio. So one of my real good friends, Ray Scott, um, him and I were talking about it and they were looking for something different. So basically made a deal with them. So that way they can sell it. Um, they sell all the advertising and anything like that with it. Um, and then I produced some content for them and, um, and then once he decides that they're done with it, then, then I'll then I'll launch it like a regular podcast would be. Okay, so so for now they own it; it's their show. Yeah, we have a we have an agreement. We have an agreement. Gotcha, gotcha. Is that because I, I remember we talked about we were gonna I was gonna introduce you to somebody and you're like ah, I can't. There's this whole yeah. Thing. I yeah. was like I was like I don't I don't know what that means. I'm, right, right. I'm, it was I'm something like I was I was ner- right. I was real nervous about doing podcasting. Um, and you know, and I thought it was a good way to test my test the waters, kind of get used to it, um, play around a little bit. One of the biggest things I've had a hard time with is I wanted a regular co-host who is a brewer. 
Um, you know, and I really want that way some a true expert because I'm a home brewer. So when somebody does it for a living, they're a little more knowledgeable. You know, to say the least. The game is a little different. Yeah. So I so that was that was the goal. And then uh, we got going with uh, the one brewer, Jimmy. Um, he works at Cortland Beer Company. Um, and then um, he for a while had to step away from it for a little bit. So I was just doing solo content on it. So just actually just spoke with Jimmy yesterday. Um, so we should be back up and rolling some newer episodes. Awesome. Uh, we put some together some good content. So now we'll be able to, now he's got some downtime, uh, you know, not brewing so much beer. He can uh, do some more, more shows with me. Well, you know, and you, as we're going to get into some of this and, and a lot of this folks for today's show, I've got kind of a, a theme rolling forward. You're going to, we're going to have Brian today. We're going to be talking about podcasting, about owning a small business, seeing the tie in together. Next week, uh, another good friend of both of ours, Donnie's going to be on. Donnie has a very successful podcast. He is an entrepreneur. This is kind of our, our business theme coming up. Week after that is Kristen Smith. She's local here to the Albany area. She owns her own. Uh, she created what they call, it's called the Ripple Effect Network. It's a networking yeah. group. Phenom- have you ever talked to Kristen? I have. She's she's sharp, man. Oh, yeah, she's sharp. She's a yeah. ninja. They, she absolutely is. And uh, so Kristen's going to be be coming on uh, with this stuff. And then the last week is going to be uh, a good buddy of mine. I was actually just talking to him today, who is as close to a personally me knowing a serial entrepreneur, another Marine named Vinny Roman. Yes, they're all Marines. Uh, yes, they're all different walks of life. You know, we'll let Brian come in and hang out with the Marines. You know, he's in the, you know, one army guy. I got to. So I was going to join the Marine Corps. I was going to do it. You know, other than I was afraid of, I'm afraid of water. So (laughs) I'll tell you a funny story about that funny Marine Corps story. So I had a guy named Nimini in my book. (laughs) Not that he's ever going to listen to this. It's so, but Nimini was like on like Ohio championship high school football team. My man was big as a refrigerator, just a monster. He hit that. He got on the, the diving board, and we had to jump in the water. He hit that water, and all you heard was, hee, hee. <laughs> I, weighed oh. I weighed 127 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Look who snuck in here. Oh, my God. This was talking about you there, Sunshine. They freaking uh, let anybody on the show. They will let anyone. Uh, but he was, like, freaking out. And I remember I was 127 pounds. I was like, ha-ha. And he came out of that water and was like, I'll whoop your ass. And I was like, I'll get in the water. He's like, you got to get out at some point. <laughs> so I shut my mouth at that point. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to get up here. <laughs> yep. CC 22 is like, he weighed 197 pounds. He's like you were, you had me by 70. Yeah. So, so let's get into this a little bit more. I, I know we're going to make plenty of left turns into talking about our times in the service and other stuff. It's going to happen, but you're you're a small business owner yeah i yeah i um i mean call I it still, what it is yeah i mean i have a i have a small percentage ownership in a, a one business and then um i'm actually about to launch um or do a relaunch of my gy6 promotions which will be a straight e-commerce site uh when i first and it's funny it's like we were just having a conversation beforehand i'm like everyone's got babies right and not everybody has a, a pretty baby sometimes you have an ugly baby and don't want to admit it so i realized uh, a few months ago that uh 
the GY6, not many people got it. So when I merge companies with um, with somebody else, we change the name, we change the name, we we'll relaunch that. So I get to go back to where I originally wanted to start GY6. So when I originally started GY6, I started out with like the logo and like the hat you're seeing. I have shirts and designs. So I wanted to be an e-commerce site with my own designs like Grunt Style and Nine Line and those guys. And that's where it really started. So what's nice is I'm going to go back to that with the GY6 brand. Um, so my website's almost done. Um, I'm launching 10 designs right off the get-go. Uh, so that side of it, I put kind of on the back burner for a little bit right now. So we close on this other business we just purchased. Um, so, yeah, so it's a lot of things to juggle at times. Um, but it's, you know, I like, it's, uh, I, I tell some people, you know, you're a entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. And there was a day that, yeah, and there, and there was a, there's a day that I had to wake up and say, okay, you know, um, I, I got to take the step again because I used to own a bar. So I, oh, I really? had, yeah, so I had a business. Uh, I got in business with uh, a former, my former partner and uh, did not, did not go well. Um, you know, it was uh, just, we parted ways. I'm the only, people, only person I think I've ever met that closed down a business that was profitable in its first year. Uh, but, but we, we, we wound up parting ways on it. And I learned so much from that experience, but I also was like, just like shell shock, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, we were best friends, you know, then we got to not be friends anymore. And then like all the things that you warn everybody about. We did. Oh yeah. Of course it was a bar and we had all these rules, you know, when we first opened, you know, Never drink at your own bar. Right. You're, you know, not going to do anything. That lasted probably 45 days. Next thing I know, <laughs> him and I are drinking, doing shots every night and stuff, and drinking your profit and stuff, and all that, all that fun, crazy things that leads to the end. So, so we were we were bikers that freaking got into a bar, which was not good. <laughs> well, see, it's funny you talk about the 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 bar piece, it, and I don't know if you see it. Uh, Dib says he's got a, a, an IG yeah. tattoo on his wrist, but that's really not impressing to me, Dibs. When you realize that Tim Sokol actually has above the bar podcast tattooed on his wrist, <laughs> when are you gonna up your game? When are you gonna up your game there? See, I had a fan before you did it. See, I mean, gosh, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but you know, it's it's funny when you talk about a bar. Um, m- m- my uh, father. I used to talk to him and I was like, Hey, I'd love to, you know, we should open a bar together because growing up as a kid, we owned a, we owned a liquor store in a bar as a, when I was a kid Oh, okay. out of Baltimore. And I was always like, you know, we should do this dad. And the old man was like, no, I'm like, why? You, you know, it seemed like such a great deal and all that. He said, and he actually said to me, he's like, you know, every time we sit at the bar and the barmaid gives us a drink and puts a marker there. And we're like, well, I was like, yeah, you know, we tip real good. He goes, yeah, that's called stealing. And I'm like, what? He's like, you think she's paying for that beer? Right. And it never dawned on me. He's like, you know, so so you guys are, you know, you're constantly going to do this. Donnie, I will get an SCN tattoo, which is the network that we all belong to, Success Champions Network. That's how Brian and I met. That's how I met Donnie. I will get an SCN tattoo the day you get an above the bar podcast tattoo. And I'm I, pushing for tramp stamps. I am pushing hard for tramp stamps. I, I, if he gets a tramp stamp of the above the bar podcast, legit, real tattooed, I will do it. 
<laughs> yeah, well, let's face it. No offense there, Sean, but the SEM logo is a little cooler. <laughs> your face is your logo. It's going to be above Donnie's ass. There you go. There you go. You're going to get a Spartan helmet above yours, which is pretty ironic for Marines to have a Spartan helmet. Well, you know. Follow the helmet. (laughs) It's none of a thing. And and Dibs, and this is for you if you want to read that one. Uh, Dibs and I were just talking about this. He wants to get back into SEN. Oh, Uh, definitely. I told him. And then, Donnie, I have an M on each butt cheek, so when I do cartwheels, it says, wow, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so ass cheek Jesus. Now, I uh, like the tramp stand better. He's <laughs> so hilarious. So so in all this, you know, so so you start a bar. So mm-hmm. I, I guess probably one of my things, and this has got to come up a lot to people, is what is it what was the the gut check to say, Yeah, I can run my own business, not work for somebody, not enter into something that's got an infrastructure that already exists to really say to yourself, I'm going to, I'm going to build my own infrastructure. I'm going to build my own pieces to the puzzle. And what I say goes. Well, that was the problem, honestly. So when I bought, so when I bought the bar um, or we signed the lease, I should say uh, I was just, just went back to work. So I, so I went through a real nasty divorce. And during the divorce, I was in and out of court constantly. Uh, we're finally, and it's the first time it ever happened in my life. I wound up getting fired from my job selling construction equipment. Oh, wow. and, I had, and I had a nest egg that I'd saved. And then, of course, I had more money that came in. And, um, and I was sitting home and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I really knew I wasn't happy with what I was doing, but I was good at it. Um, so I wound up signing a lease. And then I took another job selling construction equipment. So I worked full-time day on the road from 6 a.m. in the morning to usually whenever you're done with the day um, doing that. And then I'd walk into the bar, and this is where things really got bad is I closed every night because uh-huh. my partner – see, I was supposed to be a silent partner, and he didn't want to pay anybody to work. So we were going to do it. So, And then I realized that when I was coming at 5.30, and he was telling me he was opening at 11 a.m., he wasn't open until three o'clock. So mm. the two and a half, three hours a day he was working. But I mean, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's all petty stuff. You know, when you really, you know, go down to it, it's about the money uh, at the end of the day being successful. Um, it just, I, so I was working 110 hours a week and, and, and I had all these warning signs before we opened. I just ignored. So I literally almost died probably, uh, I think six weeks before we opened our door. Um, we thought I was really just having, we thought I was sick, like a stomach bug, something like that going on. Turns out I had a tumor on my liver. And Holy I, shit. yeah, I started going septic. And I didn't even know it. I was at the doctor's office because my regional manager had rolled with me and told me, you need to go to the hospital. Something's not right. And he said, you're going septic. You need to go to the emergency room. And next thing I know, I have tubes sticking out my side and pump full of ice. They kept telling me, you have no idea how sick you really are. And then I had some jackass doctor come in at 5.30 in the morning and tell me I have cancer, which if that's the scariest C word, I swear to God, you'll ever hear in your life. And uh, so I made a decision to have him just cut it out of me. So I, I lost uh, not quite half my liver in this tumor, which, by the way, FYI, if you ever have 
liver cancer is the best form of cancer to have because your liver will regenerate. Oh, and will it? Your liver will regenerate unless it's damaged to a certain point. And mine wasn't. Turns out, long story short, uh, you know, I, I never pushed my my beliefs on anyone, but I had a spiritual healing and the night before I went to surgery and I found out the tumor was benign. So either the doctor misread the whole thing and was an asshole or somebody decided that I wasn't, I always say this, you know, heaven doesn't want me and I still have a restraining order from the devil that prevents me from going out. (laughs) (laughs) That's, dude, that's wild. Like, yeah. So when we opened the bar, I was in back cooking. I literally had, I literally had a drainage tube out of my side. Having the sur- oh yeah, Make and I kept, telling, I kept telling my my partner, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be in here. He just did not care. Did not care. You needed to be here, and and not that. And I'm gonna stay and help you through the night. I'm leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, and then of course, you know, like I go one week, and they're like, oh, you know, I go back to check up to doctors. Like your liver levels are awesome they're, dude, they're like, perfect and then like three weeks later I come in like dude i don't know what happened you're you're freaking like are you are you having problems you're gonna go back in the hospital it's like no i'm doing fucking a bottle of jack every night what do you think i'm doing you know like i went i went back to drink it you know <laughs> yeah so i did great for like five weeks and then after five weeks i'm like yeah i'm gonna have a drink fuck it the liver's growing back that's what i said i'm like geez i'm like it's regenerating what the hell man it's fresh <laughs> You know, I, don't want to spoil, I don't want to spoil this fucker, you know. Okay. Trying to pickle it so it lasts forever. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. To... So that was so that was like so I had all these signs tell me don't do this, and I ignored them all. Well, that's a great question when it comes in business, and I've always believed this in life and everything. Is do you do you buy into follow your gut? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I do. Um, and and it, I mean and and. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I, try, I never try to push my beliefs or thoughts on anyone, but uh, I am intuitive um, to a degree. Um, I don't read. I don't, like, read your future and all that crap. Like, like I can't do that. I don't see the future. But I have these overwhelmingly gut feelings, like, to the point where it makes me sick. And it has saved my life so many times and has pushed me in different directions. And I, I guess I knew that this was not a good idea but the way i kept looking is i was really good friends just gonna invest in this business i'm gonna get my money back and i'm gonna move on and it just did not turn out that way i mean i lost a friendship i mean which you know you, you, it's crazy and the funniest part was is how it all like ended is and i've never done this before now i do it constantly so i come in the bar one night and he has this white sage and all this stuff to do a cleanse because, you know, we were having problems. And so he talks to me about, yeah, you cleanse, get rid of all this negativity. So he leaves. So I read how to do it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm a Catholic boy. Man. I'm a right. dairy, dairy farm Catholic boy. What the hell am I doing? And I'm like, well, you know, this is Native American. I really believe the Native American beliefs and, you know, being one with nature. And all. So I said, all right. So I did this cleanse. And I shit you not. Everything you would think. That was like positive in my life, like the girl I was seeing, these people in my lives, the bar, all of a sudden, like overnight came crashing. They all just started leaving my life. Oh, shit. And at the first, I'm going, oh, my God, what's going on? But I did the wrong fucking cleanse. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly what I thought. 
but I caught my partner stealing. Okay. I caught him, you know, I caught him stealing money out of the books. I caught, you know, all sorts of these things going on. And it was funny, like probably two and a half, three months later, all these things are gone. This girl I was in love with proposed to twice and said no to me. All of a sudden, not in my life anymore. She found happiness. I met somebody. Like my partner, we don't even speak anymore. I wind up making more money at the job that I was at that I'd switched to, which was selling promotional products and branded apparel for a company. And I loved it. And I'm going, oh my God, all these things I thought were negative or were positive in my life turned out to be negatives in this cleansing. So I'm like, wow, you got me. So I totally changed my life um, just by mentality, being grateful, expressing gratitude, all these things. And and I noticed just like the, just the change of energy and things would just naturally start coming into my life. And that gut feeling we were just talking about. Right. If I listened to my gut feeling right now, I I tell you what, I'd probably be engaged. <laughs> no, I'd be I'd be engaged or married right now. Um, but another transition in my life happened when I went through a real rough year, um, and which has got me to where I'm at today. Which also got me to the point where I got the strength and the courage to try to go back in business for myself, to try to do these things again. It took me like three years to recover from that and to learn that, you know, everyone talks about like trust in like a personal relationship, but a business relationship, when you have a partner and you lose that trust and then you try to be partners with somebody else, that's, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's harder than being in a relationship with trust. Well, you know, you, you, you bring that up as far as um, the business side to it. I don't know. Like, I love my best friend. He's the godfather of one of my children. I don't know if I could ever be in business with him because I fear exactly what you're talking about. You know, you were talking about the podcast and, and the other gentleman. And uh, when Donnie comes on, I'm going to have Donnie and I talk about that. Um one of the things that he, I wanted to do the, I, I need a permanent partner with this. And he gave me great advice, which was when you podcast, it's your podcast. That's true. It's your podcast. If you have a co-host, that's great, but it needs to be, if that co-host disappears tomorrow, it's your podcast and you're running your podcast. Your podcast, your business. And that's what I was just thinking about, you know, tying the two of them together is your business needs to be the same way is, you know, you can have a partner. That's great to have a partner. Um, was speaking with a gentleman. Well, I'll give you the name all, off air who owns the number one copier printer sales company in the nation. And him and I were talking and he built a very successful one out in Cincinnati. And he was telling me, he goes, and I sold my stock to my partner to go start another one. But then when he explained it, when I when I heard him say it, he goes, I own 40% of it. I sold my stock. There has to always be a leader. Yeah. Somebody's got to be. Without without a doubt. And, and now how do you how did you now you're in a, a great you're in a good business relationship right now? You own part of a company getting ready to launch. How do you how did you set those parameters now? Now looking back and saying, hey, I've had this other other experiment, didn't work. I'm going to move forward in it. How did you set those lines to say either this is my wheelhouse, I'm running this, 
we're partners, but my say is the final. How, how do you how do you make that decision in, in a in a small business? And I don't really believe any business is small because if it's paying my bills, that bitch ain't small to me. <laughs> I know that's true. That's true. It, yeah, it's all in what you, the perception of how you're doing them, just like you said, paying the bill. And yeah, so and that's right. Like what, no matter what the size of the business is, the business is your baby, you know. Um, but no, it, it's funny you say. So for me, um, so I was kind of on my own. And I met the, but, um, I call him more my mentor, uh, but that's what I, I, I realized by, um, and I hate saying that because I, I don't want to steal anything from when Donnie's on the show, right? Steal away from him. Cause I play, but, on, I, look, that whole podcast, we're going to try to talk about podcasting, but that shit's going to be just two Marines drinking and telling lies about each other. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you and brutally honest. I don't even know if Donnie knows this, um, but so I joined one of Johnny's mastermind groups and the guys in the group are great. But uh, before I got into even the mastermind group, Donnie, I don't know, for some sick reason, talks to me like offline. Like, you know what I mean? Like we talk, it's not like I'm just in one of his chapters and doing like, right. we have conversations or we were having conversations on the weekends and stuff. And so before I was in this mastermind, I was in Donnie's personal mastermind, I think, uh, group. And we would talk about, like, what Brian really needs to get to the level he wanted. And a lot of things that were stopping him with, like, most people, fears. Because um, you have mind-limiting beliefs, whether you think you do or not, you do have them embedded in your mind. And I've always been big on you got to be brutally honest with yourself about where your, your shortcomings are. And I say most people really can't do that. Um, as much as we want to say we can, very few, I'd say probably 20% can actually do that. Um, and I realized I needed a mentor badly. Somebody How tough was that? How tough was that to really say you need a mentor? Um, I don't know if I could say, like, I know people guide me. I know people mentor me. I, I've talked to, I talked to Mike, you and I've had conversations about things, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I could ever say to myself, I need to be mentored. You I, must teach me. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think it, what it came from is, um, so a lot of people had always reached out to me for business consulting stuff, which I'm not a consultant. I'm not a coach. I don't do those things, but I always help people out. And when I went into it for myself, I had this, I failed and I hate failure. And now I realized that you will always fail more than you succeed in life. Cause you only need to succeed one time. And, but like, as I'd known, I'd known Gina for two years. And just the way she carries herself, the way her so, customers have a respect for her. And when she's in the room, she owns that room. And she truly does. I kept thinking to myself, Jesus. And, and here's a person who, who's seeing something in me and wants to partner with me in some way, shape, or form, doesn't know how yet, but knows they want to, to the point where we, we made an agreement. It took two years. We made an agreement. And I realized that what she was delivering to me was way outweigh in my mind of what I thought was delivering to her. But then I also realized that I knew my space and she owns her space. So owns hers, no mine. And that, and I okay. realized really, really quickly that um, there's two roles, right? In every business. And uh, actually Donnie and I just talked about this offline a few weeks ago. Um, there's a book called rocket fuel and it talks about the visionary, and the intricate 
So basically, the person who has the vision of the, the company, where it wants to go, and then the person that has to make it happen. And I was the visionary on my side, and obviously she's a visionary on her side. And when I came over with her, the, the hardest thing for me to conf, get the conflict, she says, okay, so we agreed that I'd be the sales manager for the one business. And she says, I need you to manage me too. And I was kind of caught off guard by like, what, what do you mean? And she says, think about it, Brian. When we talk, we throw all these things all over the world. We need to have a plan to step by step by step. So I had to switch roles. I had to switch roles into the intricate and be more of the manager, do the day-to-day tasks, make sure that stuff, and switch from coming up with the ideas and the concepts to making her ideas and concepts come to fruition. And the and it really just kind of clicked in all honesty, but I knew very quickly that, or I felt very quickly that this was the right move, right time. And I was learning so much wow. in such a short period of time that I knew that where my role needed to be. And, and that's, I mean, and to the point where, you know, I, I say this, if somebody came in and I, Truly thought they were trying to take advantage or steal from the company. I'd probably beat the hell out of them. <laughs> I mean, physically, because that's how, how the shit out of you. Yeah, I mean, and that's how, in such a short period of time, I feel I owe this person from just the lessons that I've learned, watching, learning, and and someone who takes me and puts me in the middle of a deal my first week there in a business I've never been in, and brings wow. me in. So that faith and that that really made a big difference. That's why I say, when I, when I say I'm owner of, of one of our business, it's very small percentage and I'm very okay with that. I want to earn the right to buy back up more as we grow. So for me, I needed to find the right partner who had the vision, wanted to grow and would invest in me and my ideas and concepts to get us there and not kiss my ass. You know? Well, well that was going to be my other question is now I, I know Gina. Gina's mm-hmm. a sweetheart, um, super professional. But your relationship wasn't built on a friendship at first. It was built on a business relationship. Do I understand that right? Um, it, that developed well, into a friendship. I mean, when we first met, I we clicked as you know friends. I mean, right? You got you got along. Yeah, we definitely clicked as friends. I mean, like, but I felt immediately uh, when I first met her that I could. Like when she was my mentor in the other other uh, networking group, I truly believed and took advantage of the fact that I thought I could call her with questions and she would give me the right answers. Gotcha. And she, and she did. And um, well, at least they turned out to be right. You know, I mean, you never know at the time. I guess. Right. Yeah. You don't know. I, I, followed, I followed her advice, and she took me into a couple of places that she was working with to sell my products and services as a referral. And when someone has that faith in you, you tend to talk more, you tend to grow more, you build a return on relationship versus a return on investment mentality. And it, I mean, it did, I mean, I'm, I, I'm lucky, but I, I, I really feel I'm lucky. I mean, business always comes first and to watch just the way, like she'll every now and then we'll say, Brian, and this is why you don't burn a bridge by doing this. Cause I, like, she knows, like I'm a hot, hot. You know, she knows I am, and she is too, but controlled and smart. Controlled She's a controlled yeah, yeah, and where I'm like, where I'm sitting there, like, I had this one guy, this is a quick funny story. They had this guy, 
and imagine wanting to go work for a company and um, sit there and, and you're trying to make a deal to come work for them or whatever. And then you, you make a comment to, well, yeah, well, you deal with the small fishes. I deal with the big fishes. And you say that to the protective, the prospective person you're trying to, I'm sitting there furious. Like I literally wanted to like start go right into the old Brian moment. F you and read my resume back to you and all this crap and put you down. And I remember Gina just put her hand up like this and just like, no, no. Okay. And moved on. And we got off the phone. I'm like, I can't believe you messed up one time. She's like, Brian, you're, you will learn. She says, let them think that way. Let them do this type of stuff. Don't worry about it. You got, because you never know when they're going to need you or you're going to need them. I shit you not. Probably six weeks later, they were doing a job. And something went wrong with their equipment. It wasn't anything they did wrong personally. Right. One of the pieces of equipment failed. And when somebody washed the shirts, all the ink came off. Because the flasher didn't dry it right. Oh, gotcha. So they had a problem there. So they knew we bought this. We were in the process of buying this other business. They they actually uh, basically alerted us that the place might be going on this guy. And we did all this. We fixed all the shirts for him. And, and. Gina didn't say a word to him. She just took care of him. Yeah, Yeah, but she just took care of him. She took care of him, and that was a mental, like, I would have told him to go F himself. Right. See, see, why would you do that? See, I I have that problem. Like, I I have that horrible mentality where I'm like, what did you say to me? Yeah. Duct tape your house clothes and set it on fire. (laughs) Right. I gotta go do it now. And people are like, what'd you say? I'm like, I'm sorry, it's nothing personal. I just gotta go do this shit now. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a military thing or not. I you think it I, mean? I think it's it's our one and Cliff, a great friend of mine, Gina, says Gina sounds amazing. Brian describes such a great mentoring relationship. You're lucky to have that kind of kind of business relationship. And and Clifford, I, I truly believe that. I, I truly believe that and you know, um, like I, I tell you, I, I don't believe in I don't believe in uh, in chance. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in anything. I believe in I believe in fate, the universe, whatever you want to call it, puts you where you're supposed to be at that time. And there was a reason it took us two years, obviously, to figure this out. But and I can tell you this: it's funny as, and I like the place I've worked before that. I mean, it's not, right. I mean, I love the guys about it. I mean, they're like brothers, you know what I mean? They're like younger brothers, well, younger brothers to me. I mean, I love the guys, but I did realize that for growth and everything that I was better off going with it. And probably two, three weeks on the job, I think I sent her a text saying, smartest move I ever made. That's awesome. Uh, and I just knew it. I just knew it. And I believe that, you know, and I, and I think it's funny because, you know, she gets excited about things. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, you know, promo, promo is, is fun. It's a fun job. And I'm sitting there going, but I get excited, like, when I sell a print job, too. You've been doing right. that side 33 years or however many years. To me, it's new. So, like, when I sell a, when I sell anything, your business cards, I get excited, like, oh, my God, I sold something new today. You know? right. so, so that's, you know, for those of you that have never sold anything. Oh, greatest job think, and worst job in the same day. <laughs> I, I think everyone is maybe you, you sold something you thought you could sell. And then there's people that just know that's not for them. Brian and I are in the world of, of selling um, in one way or another. 
whether I'm selling you on the idea of how amazing my podcast is and you need to share it with all your friends at this moment. Or your wife or your wife that just is six inches. Yeah, it's it's good. That's what (laughs) buy into it. I've got two rulers stacking together. um, You know, whatever it happens to be. And, you know, as I mentioned my podcast again, make sure you've got it on your phone and you do all this. No, I'm kidding. But, but once you sell something to someone or, or you introduce something to someone who's indifferent to what you have to offer. And for those who don't know what indifference is, they are satisfied with their current situation. They see no need to change it. They see no purpose in making a change. And you sit down and you have a meaningful conversation and you find out that they have a need that you can satisfy that they didn't know. Again, that's together at six. Uh, <laughs> satisfy that need. Um <laughs> Once you've done that, that's a drug. Oh, absolutely. Right now, there is nothing like it. And if you're like me, I don't know. I'm curious if you're this way, Brian. I love to see other people succeed, but it pisses me off because it wasn't me. I got to work harder. See, I just just phrase it different. I tell you one. I am one of the greediest motherfuckers you'll ever meet. Amen. I want everything, but I'm not selfish. I don't want it in, like spite, it. Of, in spite of you. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's how I, yeah, when you do well, I'm high-fiving you and I'm sitting there going, yeah, Sean, you knocked out of the park. And then I'm sitting there going, and I walk away from you and I go right back down. I'm like, all right, five more fucking calls, baby. Yep. Gotta beat his ass. Fucking you know what bullshit. I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, and I, you do like, and, and, and you know, it's funny. So I used to sell Harleys and, uh, in five years, I went through 17 salespeople with me. Oh wow! And and I'm not joking when I say there's some part timers here and there that was just short time or whatever. Right. But I went through 17 other salespeople. I never sold any automobile. I went from selling advertising to selling Harley Davidsons. Oh wow! And, and uh, loved it. I'm a Harley guy. And uh, and one of the guys came up to me and says, "The problem with working with you is I can't fucking sell them." I'm like, what do you mean you can't sell anything? I rotate the floor with you. I do all that shit. They're like, no, you just, you. it's hard to sell against you. Everybody wants to work with you. And I'm like, really? Because nobody wanted to work with me when I started. Yeah, nobody exactly. did. And it was hard. And then even the sales manager, who was like, turned out to be like my bigger sister. You know what I mean? I freaking do anything for Deb. Um, if she called me today, there's nothing I want to do to help her out. And she, uh, she'd say, she'd sit there going, yeah, Brian, great. You lost another one. And she'd always tell me, Brian, I just hired this guy from a car sale, but he is going to smoke you. He does. He does, He's a real sale. She would say all of them, I'm like, okay. Yes. All right. And I knew it. And then now I can tell you, oh, she so played me. She so was playing me. I'd go back there. Oh, she's going to fucking outsell me, huh? I'd sit there and I next thing I know, how many how many bikes you sell this one? I sold 12. I'm like, yeah, I sold 32. And it couldn't be, I couldn't just beat them. I had to oh, try no. to double them. So I got to tell you. Probably my, so I've said this many times on the show and I will stand by this. The numbers don't lie. My father is the greatest salesman I've ever known. Bar none. Here's a man who sold over a million dollars in product working at Sears brand central. Sears used to send my father to like St. Thomas and the Virgin islands and all those kind of places. Uh, my oldest son, uh, protects it with his life. My father's gold Hamilton watch that says Sears brand central in it. 
Nice. So that'll tell you the level we're talking here. Yeah. The old man told me, and 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 I used this the whole time I was on recruiting duty. I've used in every sales I've ever got. Any of you out here who are thinking about sales, considering sales, I'm going to I'm going to crack the code for you right now. It's going to be the simplest thing you've ever heard. And when it's done, you all need to send me a dollar. <laughs> you can sell anything to anyone as long as they think they're getting a deal. If you think about anything you've ever bought in your life, I do not care what it is. I went to the grocery store the other day. They had pork loin on sale. Buy one, get one free. I didn't need pork loin. But why did I buy it, Brian? Because it was a deal. You got something out of it. I, I, it was a deal for me. I yeah. bought my. I could buy my truck. You could buy the same truck as I do. And if you spend $1,000 less than I do, when we're having our conversation, you're like, well, Murph, I saved $1,000 over you. What do you think I'm going to say to you? You're going to go fight. It was the best deal at the time. Yeah. It was the best deal at the time is the best deal I could get. Yeah. 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 Nobody, I don't, I think you're right. I don't, don't, if anybody really talks about not getting a good deal, that's it. And now I gave you that best piece of advice that you could ever get, any training you could ever get. That's the best deal you're ever going to get on that training. You owe me a dollar. You know, I would have said, but you got to believe in what you sell. That's product knowledge. Yes, that is product knowledge. That's it's product different. knowledge. It but, is different. But to close the sale or to I hate I hate the word close. We gotta come up with a better term. It, 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 is closing it. it is, it is. It's ending that stage and moving into the relationship. Well, well that's that's right. scheduling, scheduling next that. steps. Scheduling yeah. next steps. Yeah, but you're right, you have to show some type of value that they because got I can something love, deal out of that. I can love my product. I can think my product's the greatest product in, in the world. But if you don't think it's worth it, you don't think it's a good deal. You didn't sell it. You're not going to buy it. Yeah. And then, yeah, but then on me as a salesperson, I didn't sell it. That's true sales is creating that value. Well, I hate saying it, but that value proposition, but that's what it is. So that they value proposition statement. That you're, that, and you have skin in the game with them. They want, people don't want to be sold, right? You know, no. nobody wants to, they want to, they want to, they know they have to buy, they want to buy the right product and with making the right decision and feel good about the decision they made. Because and we're, that's what we're doing. We're, 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 we're full of, full of, full of, full of tip. I can't even say, there we go. I can't even talk about it. That's all we're really doing anymore. I don't think the, I don't think the uh, feature benefit works. And it, well, at least not in one of my industry. I'm sure there are places that feature benefit does work. So I love features. But I was raised like transitional or transactional I sales. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was too when I was doing the the forklifts and the construction equipment. Yeah, you. I mean, there's you do that. That there's definitely feature benefit on it, without a doubt. I, I and you know, it's funny is is I I train sales now, I, and I don't even consider what I do so much as sales with staffing, um, as much as you know, we provide a lot of. And I think we provide value conversations because, and this is something for, for folks, don't be afraid to talk to a salesperson. I'm going to tell you that right now. We all think that for some godforsaken reason, because we've watched too many movies, that every salesperson is wearing a plaid seersucker suit. And when, before you talk to them, they were taking a nip out of the bottle in their upper right-hand desk drawer 
or or three of them were just doing bumps of coke off the back of a toilet in the bathroom. <laughs> like this is not what your salespeople were doing. I, I promise. Hopefully you. not. Hopefully not. not. Now, if your salesperson comes out talking about what can I, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> then it's a different different topic. But but the reality of it is is your salesperson is the same as your plumber. You go see your plumber because your plumber knows plumbing. I, I could do it myself, but after I break it, the first words out of my plumber's mouth because my cousin is a plumber is he when I call him up and I'm go, hey, I'm about to do this, and he go, his first words out of his mouth is, before you break it, go call a plumber. Right. <laughs> Same thing when you're going to buy something, folks. It's okay. And look, just like there's good plumbers and there's bad plumbers, there's good salespeople and there's bad salespeople. A good salesperson will will change your life when it comes to a pro- and you'll only buy from that person. That's true, absolutely. And, and that's something that that we work on. And, and I'll plug SCN here again because I don't want to hear Donnie's bullshit. Um, <laughs> is in, in SCN we we build relationships and we're working with each other. Success Champions Network. That's not what this show is about. It's really I want to talk about building a business. But the other side of this that we want to talk about is. You got a new podcast, and I know we really didn't even get into it yet. <laughs> we, we've kind of skipped over this tattooed in business podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is this? The obviously the name says a lot. You've got sleeves, but I do, I do, <laughs> but not very nineties tribal sleeves. Um, and he also has glow sticks in his back pocket. <laughs> no, I don't. And, uh, and Jenko jeans. So no, it's all good. No. Don't worry about no, it. I'm a dairy, I told you I'm a dairy farmer growing up. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> um. So, but let's talk about that for a second here. Um, what is the new show about? So, um, you know, I tried to, I, you know, you try to think about things that um, you can do to help other people. And uh, this started back, like I alluded to earlier. So a few years back, I had a real rough year and um, I, I had uh, eight people die on me in 10 months. And uh, one of the people that, um, that died on me. Uh, we started this thing doing these Facebook lives. We didn't know like how to podcast and stuff. When right. I when I lost my other business, and he was always, I always tell John I picked you because I knew you wouldn't say no. But I wanted to talk about what things happen when you go into business for yourself, and things that I ran into that I was successful at, things that I failed at, and our whole goal was we say if we could just help one person not fall the same pitfalls we had and be successful, then this is worth it. And I went through this bad period and all the, you know, and, and the, the one that really, my uncle was like my brother when he passed away. I, that was like the final, that was like the sixth person. And I went to this really dark place and I'm talking with John and it's just before 4th of July. And he's like, Brian, you, we got to start doing this again. Let's do this. What's the, you look into this podcasting thing. I'm like, yeah, and I've been looking at it. And um, he says, Brian, I need you to come back and do this with me. This is what we're meant to do. We're meant to help people in business. And I said, right, but we're not freaking coaches, man. Let's not mislead anyone. He goes, let's just talk about the money. He's one of the best marketers I ever met. And I shit you not, he died on July 4th, massive heart attack. And I went right back into this dark place again. And and then I met Don, you know, I went Donnie about, I guess, two years later, or a year and a half later, and we were talking just sidebar shit one day. And he says, why aren't you doing this? 
what's stopping you? And then I told him. And he says, you've never shared that with me. You need to tell your story. So I don't want to tell my story. I've already gone through this crap. I've told my story. I've told people what I don't want to keep reliving it. And he says, but this was what you were trying to do. So I took some break for a while. So came up with this concept. And I just, I like Googled, like, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you got to be able to figure out, like, right. how to be found. So I'm like, tattooed business. Hmm. That's pretty, they're like two of the most Google, you know, right. searches out there for words. So I'm like, well, like I said, like, tattooed. So when you get tattooed, it's something that's permanent, right? Okay. It's marked you, it's permanent. So when I'm talking about tattooed in business, these are the things, the lessons I've learned, everything I've learned that's tattooed me in life to make me think, believe, and act the way I do. And the whole tribal thing that I do is because like, I truly believe like I have tribal because that's me. That represents me and my tribe and my beliefs and my witness, you know, just my witness to life and what I've gone through. And I've gone through hell, but I didn't have a hard life in my eyes. You know what I mean? And I've had all these things happen and I've learned all these lessons and I get like really passionate. I love being a salesman. And I can't stand people that don't respect the profession. So I like this tattooed in business. It's, it's me. It's real. It's reality. But what I talk about is I'd say it's, it's life, it's life and business through the eyes of a tattooed male, a Gen X male that's, you know, been in sales for 20 years and what I've seen done and experienced in my life. And that's what, how I present the show. And um, I talk a lot about business things I've run into uh, people, I things I've learned going along with things I've witnessed, like with this new generation of these millennial salespeople, and like this, I'm just going to network and nothing else. I'm like, well, that's very different there too. Like it is. Well, like your just, network will go dry at some point. You gotta, you gotta give too. You can't just take. Right. I'm just going to network. I'm just going to talk to everyone. Yeah. All right. That's fine. But are you going to tell them what your product is? No, they know what I do. Right. You they know right. what I do. Right. Yeah. No, they know what you do, but you have to. Sometimes you have to communicate with them what you do. No, no, no. You don't know what you're talking about. You're full yeah. of shit. Yeah, that, and I'm not saying they're all like that, but no. But I, I know what you mean. It's a, it's a very different approach to it. It's it's very passive sales. Yeah. Well, they'll yes. click on that. They'll click on that. Yeah. And it's like but, no, no, nobody's clicking on your shit. Right. It's like it like a lot of the newer sale people don't know how to ask for the sale. Right. The close yeah. is always the toughest. Yeah, and it is. It absolutely is. That, and I think, like, I love it when uh, Donnie talks about everyone's like, oh, what's the right question to ask? Well, you, how are you going to ask someone who's not in your industry? Like, what do you expect them to give you the magic? Here's this magic book that we only a handful of us know about. And it's like, there is no, the, you know what the magic to, to being successful in sales? Work your ass off. Yes. Give a shit about your customer. Mm-hmm. Truly give a shit about them. Find out something about them. Personal. Take it, yeah. Take a vested interest in what they do or the buyer themselves. Yes. You know, don't be fake, but take a vested interest in them. Well, have something to communicate with them about that isn't the sale. Yes. Absolutely. Find a comic podcast. Right. You know, you know I, I, I have conversations with people all day long and I do my best to not not talk about what needs to be talked about until it has to be. Yeah. Um, we had a, an old master guns in the Marine Corps. That's a E nine in the Marine Corps master guns. Um, and I'll never forget this story. This is the wildest shit. This tells you how good report really is important to you. And folks, this is 
take the business side out of this for a minute. As Brian and I are talking, you can close on on things in life also. Oh, absolutely. It, it is it is difficult to finish conversations in life. It is difficult to be involved in conversations in life. So so in all this, one of the other things we're telling you is take a moment in your day to day conversations, and if you can learn how to end a conversation, even like. If you can make a joke at it, my, one of my favorite is uh, Pee Wee Herman in his last movie, and this is the funniest thing is, okay, I'm going to let you let me go now. <laughs> I would never picture the Pee Wee guy. Right, but but how great of a close is that? Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you let me go now and then walk away. You'll leave people wondering, and then they'll go, that's some funny shit. Yeah. But we had a master guns. This really happened. Spent two hours talking to an applicant about hunting. Two hours talking about hunting. Never talked about joining the Marine Corps. Two hours talking about hunting. At the end of the, at, towards the end of the conversation, the guy finally goes, Hey, did you want to be a Marine? And he goes, Yeah. All right, we'll do your paperwork. You can join the Marine Corps. Fucking guy never pulled out tags, never, you know, hey, tell me about pride of belonging means to you. Uh, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Why is that so important to you? Never did none of that shit. He just talked about hunting because yeah, report is that valuable. It yeah, really is. That yeah, you know, and it, and it also gets into your day to day life. If you don't like the job you have, ask yourself what your rapport with your employees, with your fellow employees are, and with your employer. If you don't like the relationship you're in, what is the rapport you have with the person you're in a relationship with? If you say to yourself. We have nothing in common and we can't talk. I think your report sucks ass. It's yeah. time to get out. Yeah. You know, and that's what Brian and I are talking about. And, and Brian, so when when can we find, when's the first episode? I launched the first episode. Oh, I think I'm on, I think it's six or seven now I've launched. Okay, so, so probably, we're fairly deep into it then. I, well, I feel like, I, I mean, I'm not like 100 shows in like you guys are, you know, I mean, I'm like, Nice. I'm just getting my feet, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just getting my feet wet uh, with this one. Um, so I just started launching, um, and I'm playing with systems. Like I said, like I'm playing with it. Um, so I'm on, I, I followed your advice, and I, I did the Podbean, and I linked up with Podbean. Um, I also, so I'm on uh, XM as well, or excuse me, not XM, iHeart. Um, geez, I don't even remember now all the one. Well, that's the nice thing about Podbean. For those of you that are out there thinking about a podcast. Podbean doesn't pay me anything. I wish they would. <laughs> Podbean, pay a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but Podbean's great because if you go into their one link section, yeah, you can you can connect to every platform super super easy. easy. Yeah, they even give you the RS link, the RSS link. Like copy this and then stick that in there. And you're right good. for for YouTube, everything. So that's yeah. the other thing. Set up a YouTube channel. I set up a YouTube channel. Um, you set up I mean, an Instagram too, Brian. I, I yes, I, I it's on, it, it is on the list. It's on the list. I had my GY6 promotions was the first Instagram I ever launched. And now I have my own Instagram for my name. So yes, the tattooed in business has to come next. Yeah, as I look around the mic trying to get him to understand. Every time I went to go tag him, I'm like, yeah, I'm tagging GY6 promotions, Brian Morell, And then... Tattooed in business, like 
it was like a freaking license, like a giant license plate that I had to type out every time. Like, I'll find this yeah. guy sooner. Yeah, no, yeah. So I had the Facebook, I had the Facebook page right now, and that's it. Uh, and the other thing with your podcast, folks, no one wants you to be successful. Guess what? No one does. No, no one wants to see you successful because you know why? Because they're not successful. They want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. They want to hear you. They don't really want you as success, successful because they're not successful. Now, if they're successful, they want you to be successful also because they're already successful. So they're okay if you come along. You know, it's funny. I had a similar conversation. So one of the things that Donnie talked about that really nailed me early Whoa. on. Whoa, Donnie nailed you? I know that came out so fucking Wow. Rough, man. That came out so rough. Where are you right now? Can yeah, I, t- I got to send him a message right now. So you nailed just, huh? just say I didn't have a hard time sitting down afterwards. Donnie nailed <laughs> it was a hard time. But, but, but so he talks about the circles, the circles of friendships, and how sometimes you find yourself as an entrepreneur and all that, maybe not fitting in, and you're kind of off the side doing your own thing. And he, he, it was so freaking true. When, he, when I heard that, I was going through that at the exact same time. But one of the things that, I really kind of took out of that and from talking with other people is when you're having a hard time and things aren't going, like they would say, Oh, that's who's your true friends are the ones that are there for you. That's bullshit. It's easy to be there for somebody when they're down and out and not having a good time and be supportive for them. What's hard is, are you happy for them when things are going good? Truly happy for them, not resentful, not jealous. Not, I mean, when I told who I thought was my Best fucking friend in the world here. Just closed on a place. We're going to buy this business. I'm going to be partner, very small percent, but I'm still going to be partner in it. His reaction was he turned and looked at me, went back down, grabbed his drink, took a drink and said, oh. And I was like, okay. I get you're going through a rough time right now, but like, that's it? And I'm sitting there going, Wow. And then here, like, talking shit about me afterwards. I'm sitting there going, how oh, you're bragging, you're doing that. No, I'm not, man. I'm fucked. I, I, I right, you're you not happy with me. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I want you to be along with me, you know, like, you know what I mean? I was like, wow, what an eye-opener. So, yeah, so the people who truly care about you and are happy for your success, they're the, they're the harder ones to find. Yeah, they're, they're there for the whole ride. Yeah, haters are everywhere. They hate, they comment negatively on your Facebook posts, your Instagram posts, all that stuff. But they they do give you freaking uh, viewers. (laughs) Howard Stern said it the best. Howard's like, I forget that from private parts. They were like, the people who are your fans and say they love you listen for like 10 minutes. The people who can't stand you and hate you listen for four hours. Right. Yeah. Well, they did. uh, It was one of the true statistics. Right. Came out out of his show. The people that bitched about the most listen longer. It's like, of course they do, because they're looking for a reason to bitch about you. Right. You wanna you wanna be upset. So so keep that in mind, folks. When when you're out there and you're going for your business and you're going to be successful and you're listening to Brian and he's telling you how how you're gonna pick yourself up by your bootstraps and how you're gonna move through these things in his tattooed and business show. What days can I get it? Can I watch it live anywhere or is it just the downloads? Uh, right now I'm just doing downloads and I, I usually download on a Sunday night, so that way it's ready there Monday. And I put ready for your mon- Monday drive, your Monday drive motivation. Yeah, true. It, yeah. You listen to Brian. Uh, he gets you get you going for the week, show you how it's gonna happen. But but remember those things that you know, look around when you're at your peak, who's still with you? When you're at your lowest, 
is that the same person that's at you, with you at your peak? Yeah. Uh, oh, God, Nathan, you're a pain in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it had to be something about peak. <laughs> yep. I can give you a list on, on Sean Murphy. <laughs> I got to figure out who I, I – sidebar. Nathan, I got to figure out who the hell I played this week in fantasy football. I lost by, like, less than a point and a half. How is that possible? Because um, Harris, the running back from – New England, who was having a mind-blowing game in, like, late in the third quarter. They pulled him for a leg injury. Oh, Jesus. And he was killing it for me. Like, I started off the game with, like, a 57% chance that I was going to win, and then they pulled him, and I was like, <sighs> So, I mean, you, you're you're nailing it, Brian. I, I love everything about this. This is the kind of stuff so that Brian and I – this is what guys like him and I live to talk about is – and we don't just talk business. So you understand, folks. Um, there's that old saying, those who can do, those who can't teach. Find your somebody, yourself somebody who's done both. Find a mentor. A, a, a true mentor. Because your mentor is somebody who's doing it at the time. Yes. I have some people that, you know, and I joke around about the mentor thing because it is, uh, I, I think I've had a tough time in my life asking for help. Because I never want to be, and I think it's the Marine mentality. I don't know if you had the same mentality being in the Army. Because you guys always, I mean, the guys in the Army are always asking for help. Please, please, Marine, come save me. Please, <laughs> well, Marine, I, tell, I tell everyone, me. I was a combat medic. The Marines were my best customer. Oh, God. I, look, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, look at that. We can, play, we can play catch with this shit. Do you know what you're playing catch with? Not a clue. Not a clue, but we'll do it. Um, but I think that, you know, as a service member, that was always, it's always been a tough one for me because people are like, well, you're, you should know how to do that. Yeah. Learn to do, learn to do it yourself. Figure it yeah, out. You, you can do that. You're, you're, you're a Marine. You can do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I have never done business taxes. I don't right. know anything. I don't know anything about business taxes. I don't know anything about, um, you know, I just started an LLC. I don't know what I can and can't claim. So so make sure you have a, a good mentor, good people around you. Don't be a cheap ass. Right. That is in like I say it like like I said, we're not trying to like push, push, push on SEM, but our group is like a family. Yes. And like like uh, Mike Lenudo, he did a he talked about tax diversification diversification. Who the hell even thinks about that? And I'm like, after listening to him talk about it, going, holy shit, you're right. Why would I pay taxes on the stuff when I retire when taxes are going to be cheaper today? You get to change this stuff up. I mean, I have no problem. Pick, I reached out to you. Hey, John, I'm doing this podcast. I'm, I'm struggling. Where, where, do I, where do I start? Where should I go? And you walked me through it. Like, you don't have to do these things. But our groups, and I'm talking, this is just our local chapter, which yep. is our now local chapter is pretty good time. Now you're just into us talking, folks. So if you're still sticking with us, you kind of get some behind, some behind the scenes shit right now uh, of just how it is. But you know what? This is what it's about. Um, it's about find, working with each other and figuring out. Yeah, how, I mean, so it's like, so technically you kind of mentored me get started in the right exactly. direction. You know what I mean? Like I was telling you about S.A. Grant. I, I feel so bad I haven't introduced you to S.A. Grant. Just assumed you guys would know each other, you know? Because yeah, all podcasters know each other, just so it tastes like <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but though, like, there's a just there's a lot of resources inside our networking group, and I have definitely, um, I, I don't know if profit is the right word for it, but I stepped into it and you benefit from it. Yeah, I, I've definitely had a lot of benefit from it, and I hope I'm helping other people out because it's the right thing to do. And I'll tell you, folks, it, look, I, I like what we do, and I, I'm definitely going to be uh, on here, and, and I'm, I want you to check out Tattooed in Business. I think you need to check it out. Let it be your Monday motivation on your way to work, finding your, you know, finding your new ink. That's right. <laughs> and this, and it could that's be the ink. Good. I, I, might just, I might just steal that shit from you. Uh, I got a better one for you. Tattooed in Business, the ink for your soul. Um, I'm good at this shit. That's why I do what I do. Um, but, but, you know, find what's important to you and and check it out. And I'll tell you right now, if you don't like, I would always recommend SCN because I'm in SCN and that's what I like. It's what works for me. Guess what? You might be, what's the other one? BNI or something like that, or, and it might work for you. You, I'm going to tell you when, when Christine Smith's on, you reach out to ripple effect and, that one may work for you because she is a ninja, bro. She is. I gotta tell you that if you haven't had a conversation with her, I mean, damn, she's good. Uh, hey, twenty C twenty two. He Brian's not a tattoo artist. No, he just has tattoos. My daughter is the tattoo artist. Yeah. Um, but I will you would, show. You would that. not want me drawing. On yeah, you don't want him drawing on you. You don't want him to do that. And thank you, Nathan. I I appreciate you, brother, man. Nathan's a good buddy of mine. He's a great networker. He needs to be in a network. He's in uh he's in Maryland. He needs to be in a network. He just knows he, he, he really he just know Brian. See, you I'll have to connect you with Nathan when you're looking for guests. Because Nathan's the kind of guy who just for some reason, and he's the kind of guy who gotta sneak up on a glass of water. He's so he's ugly. A Ra- he's a Ravens fan, I see. Well, I mean, well, look at that. I mean Damn. I mean, My future son in law, he's a freaking Ravens fan too. That's, that's why I hate him. Well, that's good. He's good. Bring him on the show. I mean, Nathan's got to sneak up on a glass of water. I mean, for some reason, everyone loves him. He's a lovable guy. You know, he does that thing. I'm an acquired taste. That's it. You know, he. I think that that's something to do with all of us in the services. We yeah. are acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, you either, and that's something. You know, how, and I always ask this question. I'm going to ask Donnie this question. I'm I'm going to ask uh, Vinny this question. Uh, when he's on, uh, and I was going to put a bow on this thing, close the close the shop up. But I really think this is an important question for all prior service members. Did you face challenges coming out of the service because people didn't? And I've got someday I'll come up with the right way to ask this, but I like this way: that people didn't respect your experience in the service. Yes, without a doubt. Now, how did you experience it? Um. So when I came out, uh, so I was a reservist. Um, so I was active duty, switched the reserves really fast. Um, when I, so in the early 90s, mid 90s, everything was college degree, college degree, college degree. And that's all anyone gave a shit about. And I tell everyone, so I was a combat medic who I could do minor surgery on you to coming back into New York state and I can't even give you CPR. And, and it was just like, so the having the respect that you already have knowledge and the tools to do these things versus when you better have a degree or better than, um, 
And I still have people look at me today, like Donnie and I talked about it once, is we never talked about in a sales meeting, we never introduce ourselves as veterans anymore because reality is no one really gives a shit. And I hate and I hate the whole hero thing being thrown around. Because um, I tell everyone, I didn't join the military to be a hero. I joined because I love my fucking country and I believe in our freedoms. Whether you agree with my belief or not is irrelevant. I support the office, not the man in the office at all points. Well, you know, I finally I heard one yesterday, and I, I should have brought this up earlier. Was the 80th anniversary of D-Day? Yes. Uh, yes. My father, for as long as I can remember, would ask me on December 7th if I knew what day it was. Pearl Harbor Day, not D-Day, excuse me. Pearl Harbor Day. And my father would always ask me, do you know what day it is? Until I finally reached a point in my age where I was like, yes, it's Pearl Harbor Day, Dad. I know it's December 7th. Um, but I was listening to a veteran talk, and I can't tell you how many times I've been told, thank you for your service. And we yeah. do appreciate it, folks. Thank you, everybody who says it. But it's hard for us to have a good response other than thank you. And yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I heard a veteran on who had been interviewed, and he said, when people tell me thank you for your service, he tells them, well, you were worth being served. You were you were worth providing the service for. That's good. And I was like, that's like badass. Like that's yeah, that straight rock and roll shit when somebody says, thank you for your service. Well, you were worth serving, providing service for. Like that's awesome. And, and and I understand what and the reason I bring this up and I wanted to hear Brian's uh and there's another one, C twenty twos. I think you're in the air I can't remember C twenty two Air Force, I believe. Uh, thank you for your support. That's another that's great one. response. Yeah, um it's my experience, and I'm curious if you and you obviously dealt with the same thing was I spent twenty years and I was uh I did I did more HR recruiting, staffing, operations, training than I knew what to do with trained by professional sales training companies. And then you would talk to these companies, you'd be like, well, this is what I do. This is the kind of money I need. And they would say, Thank you for your service, but you didn't do it here. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck's that mean? Yeah. And I, I get so mad. I would get so mad. and I have my degree. Active yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm I've been fortunate. I've had a couple I had a couple guys take a chance on me early on in sales. But I, sales is totally different. Well, it is. I should I should say that because I can't get into pharmaceutical sales or medical device sales. But you could get into pharmaceutical. You could get into pharmaceutical. Now you have to have a degree in pharmaceutical. Oh, do you? Now, see, yeah. I didn't know. Now that. they have their own degree because. Oh because God, they're so such communists. Every yeah. single one. like I was just talking to somebody about this pharmaceutical sales thing. Talk about a racket. Oh my God. Let me. I wish I, I wish I was the Viagra rep when it first came out. I mean, like, let me walk. I actually. A Marine that I put in, his mother dated the person. God, what the hell was the name of that drug? I can't think of the name of the drug now because it in Hatfield, New Hatfield, Pennsylvania, or uh, North not Wales, C not Cialis. No, North Wales, Pennsylvania. Uh, Merck, the drug company Merck, mm -hmm. basically has their own zip code. 
it's so big of a campus. I met a gentleman who was a truck driver. God, we're so off the fucking rails now, folks. I met a gentleman who was a truck driver years ago, uh, back in 01, 02. He was a truck driver, and they would pay him $400 a day to sleep in his truck just to be ready in case they had a full trailer of medical, of drugs to drive it somewhere. Oh, wow. So he would have days where he would just sleep in the truck all night long and then go home and make $400 for the day. Nice. And, and, but this woman, and she was a sweetheart, but she, um, she dated the guy who created the advertising campaign for one of these big Merck drugs. And it's funny because now it's actually one of the ones that they got sued over. I don't remember which one it was, but because of this advertising campaign he came up with, my man was paid. Oh, I'm sure. Paid, but yeah. So, but but this is something that we experienced. So, if you're if you're dealing with a prior service member and you're talking to them, um, understand, folks, that they they have experience. We just don't have it. We, we have practical. We did yeah. the job, you know, like, like Mike said, Mike was a combat medic. He learned how to do things. Did you do the sheep? Did they have, to, well, you probably did a sheep. You were in the army, but that's, that's it's, a, it's, for, it's a go. You're talking about the super B training. Did you do that? I did. No, yeah, I'm I not even, I, I, no, I, I qualified to be a, the, going to super B class. Listen to me, folks. I'm not explaining that shit. You can go look it up on your own and you're not, Pete is not coming for me, people, for the eating of tasty animals. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's one of those, yeah, the not talked about things. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen the video for the sapper round? I have not. We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> uh, oh, somebody had rabbit. <laughs> somebody had rabbit. Um, that was another one of the service things. What was it like the first time you went through the chow hall line and you saw they had rabbit in the chow hall? And we didn't. We didn't what? have rabbit. Yeah, we didn't Rain have chow halls chow always hall. had rabbit. Dude, I just I was a combat medic. I, I shit you not. I so when I was told I was going to Fort Sam, I was like, make sure you take your golf bags. I was like, really? It's that laid back? And I was in the wrong platoon, so I got totally fucked over. But it was not like that. But when you go through the chow line, oh, we ate great. I'm not joking when I say every Thursday was steak and shrimp. Oh, you guys are. It's a medical base. These doctors want to eat. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. We ate great. I gained 20 pounds in basic training. Bro. I, it was, I mean, it was mostly muscle, but, I mean, I gained 20 pounds. Oh, yeah. Pounds. I, I, told, was, I told you, I told you was, ladies, he, those pictures were sent personally to me. He was like, check out my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now my back has a zipper on it. And my stomach has scars on the tubes shoved into my liver. <laughs> well, all right. We're going to get ready to put a bow on this thing there, brother. Pull the lights down at the bar, clean it up and everything, and get ready to go. Last call, baby. Last call here at the bar, folks. I don't know why I couldn't remember last call. So we're getting ready to, to make it all happen. So obviously we have – now, GY6 is done, correct? Well, GY6 is going to be relaunched as a um, – as a uh, Merck's merchandise store. So straight like, online merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. So look forward to 2022. So 2022. So in a couple of weeks here, be on the lookout for, for GY six. For those of you that don't know what GY six is, it's got your six, got your back. That's Absolutely. a military term. So make sure you're taking a look at that. We have uh, your current 
if somebody wanted to wanted to look for promotional items, wanted business cards, wanted any of those things, where are they going to find you at, Brian? Right now, the the best place is uh, Curcio Printing. So Brian at CurcioPrinting.com. Spell Curcio because I named my yeah yeah C U R C I O C U R C I O Curcio Printing uh, is that CurcioPrinting.com? Yes. Yeah. So C U R C I O dot com. And that's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, not with a Y, B-R-I-A-N. And not Brain, B-R-A-I-N, it's B-R-I-A-N at Curcio, C-U-R-C-I-O printing. So make sure you reach out to him if you need any printing needs, any promotional items, anything you're looking for there. I may have to actually talk to you about something afterwards. Whole separate thing. Got to get numbers from you. Um, Check out Brian there every Monday. So are you recording another one this Sunday? I will be usually, yeah, usually Saturday, Sunday night. I record, do very minor editing. I like to keep it raw and real. All right, so so this Monday, so we're all going to get done here. We're all going to go on to Podbean. How about Apple? I did get set up with Apple. I am set up on Apple as well. If you got Apple, you got Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. What are we doing here? Spotify. I'm on. I'm on Pandora, and I'm on uh, iHeart. So so make sure any one of those platforms you go in. And you check it out and you look up Tattooed in Business. Our goal right here on the show, folks, is we want to make sure that that Brian is doing at least, by the time this is done, he should be doing at least 20 downloads every episode. That'd be great. And if he's doing 20 downloads every episode and I'm not, you fucking need to fix yourself. (laughs) That's some bullshit right there. Let's talk about that for a minute, fans. My fans. Because I'm on all those same exact platforms, the Above the Bar podcast, when you see this beautiful mug in that logo. So make sure you're, you're checking that out. Any, anything else? You got your YouTube also, you said? Yeah, YouTube is tattooed in business as well. So, And actually, I still had the Beer Drop Club one up there. And the Beer Drop Club. So check yeah. out the Beer Drop Club. We'll have to talk about That's actually how this all started, folks. We were going to talk is. about Beer Drop, and then Tattooed in Business came up. And then we just were a bunch of fucking foolish prior service guys that just talk about shit that we want to. Cause that's right, which is why we started talking about beer first. That's it. Cause guess what? It's the above the bar podcast. It's mine. I do what I want. Uh, <laughs> I do what I want. So <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> so again, folks, check out everything Brian's got. If you need promotional items, uh, curse you printing. If you're interwet residents in networking, reach out to Brian, reach out to me. We'll tell you about uh, the networking stuff we do. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal deal. Uh, my, my man, Tim, I'm your fan, brother. Chillax. Sean, you have been my inspiration as well. Thank you for another good show. Thank you, brother, man. Tim has been Tim has been my partner for a long time. We've been, we've been road dogs in this podcast, and he's another one. If you're looking, ooh, ooh, if you're looking for somebody, and I'm going to promote Tim for a minute here. If you've got a corporate event that you're looking to do, and you need somebody for like icebreaker, uh, team building events, come talk to Tim. He does like poker and he does like all kinds of different games. He's got all corporate event type stuff. He is phenomenal. He's local to the New York area, but he's actually got an online setup also. So reach out to Tim Sokol, S-O-K-O-L, Tim Sokol. He's on all your major websites like OnlyFan. Um, you can find him there. Trust me, it's scary, but you can find him there. Um, so reach out, reach out to him, but Brian, I, I appreciate you, brother. Well, let me, I guess I probably should promote myself before I promote you one more time. I would think as, so. as always folks, 
I hope you're loving this. I hope you're enjoying this. Go to all your major platforms. Type in the Above the Bar podcast. Look for that picture with my face on it, wearing my favorite fedora. And uh, go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe button. The more people subscribe, the more you like it. Make sure you take your neighbor's phone. Take the person on the bus's phone and person on the train's phone. Take their phone out of their hand and just go ahead and, while they're trying to fight you off, and go ahead and put my stuff on there, and then they can listen to it also. It's got to happen somehow. They won't even realize it's there. Uh, make, maybe next week I'll teach you guys how to murf somebody's phone. That's a whole nother, a whole nother story. Uh, our Facebook, the Above the Bar Podcast. Twitter, at Above the Bar for Instagram, the Above the Bar Podcast. Uh, our email is the Above the Bar Podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitch is the Above the Bar Podcast. We're on everything and everywhere. Uh, if you've got a cause and a sticker, make sure you reach out to me and let me know. Sticker and a cause. Uh, wait a sec. Can you please post some of Brian's links as well? I'll have Brian uh, email them to me and I'll put them. They, Brian's stuff, links to it will be actually in the show. I'll have Brian send those over to me. Uh, my pen my pen is stuck somewhere that I can't get it. I don't, Tim, I don't get into that. Yeah, that's too much information on that that's one. way too much. And as we always do here on the show, brother, one of the more important things to me, and do not disappear after this. Um, I, I don't know why I always tell everyone, even though the bar is going to close, don't disappear on me. Trust me, I know they hang around. <laughs> hang, hang around after the bar is closed. Uh, the guest always gets the last word. So what is the last word for us, Brian? Gratitude. Make sure you're expressing gratitude in life. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.